0: I've been promoted to the main podium. (laughs) Well, it's really good to be with you today. I was thinking, um, I've been coming to these teas for quite a few years now, on and off. Not in this building, obviously. Um, But um, I think it might be about ten years, actually. um, Because it usually works out about once every two years. And I reckon this must be about the fourth or fifth time. So you keep inviting me back. I don't know why, but hey, it's great to be here. And also, um, I noticed there's a bit of a different... Other times when I've come, um, I've arrived when you finished your tea. So I always miss out on the tea. um, And I arrive at the end. But I'd see that you've you've swapped things round now. So you never know, I might get to stay and have a bite to eat with you. And the other thing I thought was... um, Of course, this is a senior citizen's tea, isn't it? And um, I think when I first came here, I wouldn't have qualified. Uh, I was sort of a gatecrasher, really, because I was far too young... To be here, but I got a feeling I probably do now. Actually, qualify. What is the actual age? What is it? Is it sixty or sixty-five? Or? You're in. Right. Okay. Well, the thing is, you see, when when you go to these places, like when you go to some national trust place or, or or these sort of locations, you know, some sightseeing places, and, you, and the and the ticket prices are there, and it says adults so much and children so much, senior citizens so much, and I'm at, that, I'm at that stage where you just have to check and so I say to them uh, what counts as a senior citizen is it 60 or 65 and sometimes it's over 65 in which case I have to pay full price sometimes it's over 60 yes, I get to get the senior citizen ticket so you, you, you gather I'm somewhere in between so I hope I qualify for the T. you know <laughs> do I qualify for the T? Great, great. Well, I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the tea. Are you? Are you are anyone getting a bit peckish? Yeah? Well, good. Well, me too. Well, you know, I was thinking um, there's a story in the Bible, which I expect is really well known to many, if not all of you. The time when Jesus was, was out preaching and there was thousands and thousands of people. were were listening to him. They'd been attracted to him because of some of the the miraculous things that he'd done, and they were there, spellbound, listening to his teaching. And time was going on. People lost track of time, and then after a while, people start "Hmm, feeling a little bit peckish. Hmm." And Jesus was aware of this, and he was concerned about that. Um, But no one seemed to have any food with them. No one seemed to have, have thought about it and prepared themselves. All except, as I'm sure you know, one little boy who had his loaves and his fishes. And I'm sure we all are well, well familiar with the story how Jesus took those loaves and fishes, multiplied them, and the 5,000 plus people all got fed. Well, I'm sure there'll be enough food for all of us today. Uh, we won't need to presumably worry about such miracles. But, you know, on that occasion, it took a miracle for Jesus to provide sufficient food for everyone. And everyone was was obviously <laughs> amazed. Um, when that was over, Jesus himself sort of made himself scarce. He sort of slipped away because the people were getting so sort of excited about him. They wanted to sort of make him king before, before his time, as it were. So he, he, he made himself scarce, went off into a, a mountain, a lonely place uh, where he prayed. Uh, meanwhile, he, he told his disciples to, to cross over the sea, the Sea of Galilee, over the other side. And uh, so they set off, and it got a bit choppy, and it got a bit stormy, and uh, and Jesus came along, and he walked on the water, and he came to them, and he got into the boat with them, and then they got across to the other side. Well, meanwhile, um, all these people they wanted to see more of Jesus, they wanted to to, to hear more from him, and uh, and. And, but they didn't know what had happened to start with. They wondered where he got to. And then when, when word got round and he crossed over, they all got boats and they crossed over to a place called Capernaum. And uh, and eventually they found Jesus and and Jesus spoke to them. And he said to them, you seek me not because you saw the signs or the miracles, because they'd seen some of the things that he'd done. You seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. In other words, they were more interested in their stomachs. You know, they, 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 it was great, you know, have Jesus around. You don't need to worry about doing the shopping or, or, you know, doesn't matter if you haven't got any money to buy food. Jesus will just provide it. Wonderful. But Jesus said, do not labour for the food which perishes. In other words, the, you know, what you eat day by day. Sorry, it goes in one end, come out the other, I was going to say. It doesn't sound very nice, but you know what I mean. Um, Don't labour for the food that perishes, but for the food which endures to an everlasting life. Which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Now, maybe you're getting hungry, and you're looking forward to your sandwiches, your cake. But, you know, I wonder whether there is a a deeper kind of hunger going on inside. Not a hunger, not a bodily hunger, but a hunger, if you like, in your soul. A hunger in your spirit. A longing. A a, a lack of peace, perhaps. An emptiness that you can't quite put your finger on why it's there, but, but it is. Maybe you've spent your whole life doing this that and the other just trying to fill that that void that sense of hunger and you've kept busy and you've done this that and the other but nothing seems to quite satisfy and you know if that's the case I'll tell you the reason it's because you were created to have a personal relationship with your creator god but because you like Every one of us have gone our own way, we've pleased ourselves, we thought we knew best. we've become separated from God, our Creator. And so we don't have that, that life that we were meant to have with Him. Going back to the story when Jesus was talking to those people, he said to them a little later, he said, "The bread of God is He who comes down from heaven." And gives life to the world. And the people replied. Lord give us this bread always. They were probably still thinking about natural bread. But Jesus said to them. I am the bread of life. We have already heard that said this afternoon. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. And he wasn't talking about bread and butter and cakes and tea. He was talking about that deeper hunger that we have when we are away from God, our creator and our father. And Jesus is the only one who can satisfy that kind of hunger. You see, Jesus came and he died on the cross to take the punishment for all the, the wrong things that we've done. The fact that we've gone our own way. The fact that we've we've said I'm in charge of my life. I'll, I'll please myself. That doesn't work. Bible calls that sin. But Jesus, because he loves us so much. Because God so loves us so much. He sent Jesus to take the punishment for our sin in our place on the cross. And then on the third day he rose again. And as he himself said... If you come to him, if you believe in him and what he did for you on that cross, and if you trust him to forgive you and you trust him with your life, you will be saved. And that inner hunger, that deeper hunger, that deeper hunger than the physical hunger, that spiritual hunger will be satisfied. And as Jesus said, He who believes in me shall never hunger, shall never thirst. Just as we're dwelling on that thought, let me just change tack slightly as I draw to a close. What do you think is the most important question you could ever ask yourself? You don't have to, I'm not waiting for people to call out suggestions, but just think to yourself, what is the most important question in life that you could ever ask and ever get an answer to? How can I be financially secure for the rest of my life, perhaps? What must I do to lose weight? How can I provide for my children and grandchildren? All may be important questions, but are they the most important question you can ever ask yourself? I think there's a more important question that we all need to ask at some point in our lives, and we all need to get an answer to it as well. And it's one that's recorded in the Bible. One day... A man asked this question and he said, what must I do to be saved? And he got the answer as well. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that's it. Now if you want to explore further anything that I or Roger have said this afternoon. Or anything that's been said or sung. If you want to respond to, the, to what the message has been, if you want to come to Jesus and know for sure that you are saved, that that inner hunger has been satisfied, then please feel free to come and talk to me or Roger or any of your other hosts here during or after the tea. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you.